Welcome back. This week, we're rebranding the podcast. We're moving away from living life our way, and we're moving into the Franken life. We're going to talk a little bit about why we were making that move today when we talk about Steal Like an Artist. Yeah, as we've talked a little bit about life our way, love the concept, but we'll tell you a little bit more about why we're going to move away from that as our, uh, as our podcast name. Yeah. So Steal Like an Artist is a book by Austin Kleon, and it is the guidebook for the creator economy it feels like it's a it's an interesting idea that that we're not really generating new ideas what we're doing is repackaging ideas that we've that we've seen other places and you know even maybe repurposing them so it's the idea that artists have done this for gen, you know for eons and and they do so in a way that amplifies the art world and we shouldn't be ashamed of uh the opportunity that we have to do the same in other uh, areas of life yeah so austin cleon talks about this um principle of your inspiration that it comes from other people and he kind of he starts out the book by talking about getting getting your system set up so that you can be successful so creating an environment in which creativity can thrive so he talks about getting your finances in order, maintaining either a clean work environment or on the other hand, he really likes kind of a messy environment with pictures and stuff of inspiration that he's taking from other people. But he really talks about the first step in being a creator is preparation to be creative. Which uh, makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that there is an intention that we can create so that we're triggering our minds to think, oh, yes. I'm getting into a space to do whatever it might be, paint or or write or or whatever your work might be. But the the preparation of just saying this is the environment that helps foster that and can trigger in ourselves, in our minds, the idea that, oh yes, it's time to do X, whatever it might be, is, you know, I, I it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. It goes back a little bit to our reflection and planning mm -hmm. um, that we've been talking a lot about. And I think that that's something that just getting in that headspace and then remembering that headspace you were in right. is also uh, immensely valuable. For sure. And, and I'll just note quickly that the, the idea of practicing, you know, so much of what practice is, is environment as well as action. So that, you know, when, when a, a basketball player you know, that environment and being on the court and shooting from those specific places, there, there's a geography that's helpful as well or a setting that's helpful as well. And, you know, same thing with, with an artist or a writer or, you know, any worker. When we find what really drives us into that flow state where we're just crushing it, just getting a bunch done, evaluate what that envi those environmental or those setting uh considerations are you know what what does what does it look like when i get into that place and i think that a big part of it is um reflecting on what helped me get there you know not only what i was doing personally but whether my desk is messy or clean or whatever that that yeah. those uh, markers might be and and working to to uh practice may, amplifying the benefits of whatever those those setting benefits are. Yeah, so. it goes back a little bit to our podcast last week about the 80-20 principle right. where 
finding those things that are helping you to be more successful and doing more of those things. Yeah, yep, exactly. So his second step is to surround yourself with inspiration. So his big shtick is find someone who inspires you and then find out who inspired them and then find out who inspired them and build your inspiration family tree. And, and the thing that, as we talked about it and, and talking a little bit about the idea of the, the rebranding is when I read, when I read the book, still like a, an artist, my thought was lineal. Totally. You know, that it was who inspires me, what, what one person inspires me in this one way, who was the inspiration of that person following that same, you know, line. And there probably is some of that and that's probably valuable in and of itself. But my guess is what we'd really find. um, And we talked a little while ago about, uh, about Leonardo da Vinci Mm -hmm. and, and all these different interests. Well, He's the confluence of, of multiple inspirations, totally. you know, in, mi- in multiple yeah. areas. And, and so I think that the idea of still like an artist, if, if you do have some area, you know, of your life that you're really focused on, maybe that lineal inspiration path makes a lot of sense to follow. But at the same time, uh, so often what, what I find inspiring is when... I have inspiration from two maybe completely unrelated sources that, that suddenly there's a confluence and the inspiration is how these two things fit together, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think even if you are on a lineal path, the real innovation comes when you are bringing in multidisciplinary ideas right. into a single, single movement forward. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of value to that. I think that kind of looking at this, like Leonardo da Vinci, if you pick him and you say, okay, who are his inspirations? Now you can go any number of ways right. and kind of find how he got to where where he got to. So I think that there are a lot of uh, people out there that are really inspiring. And Austin Cleon recently appeared on a podcast with Colin and Samir, and he talks about uh, YouTube in particular and how we kind of get this copycat mentality. Right. And... He references back to his book and he says, imitation is really the first step in creativity, but eventually you kind of have to start to meld different ideas. And that's what brings the power and makes you unique as an artist, creator, whatever, as opposed to just copy, copying someone else, being a uh, Henry T, Henry Ford, Henry T, Henry (laughs) Ford, uh, um, assembly line worker right and i think the idea that this is pretty empowering if if you'll stop and and think about it the idea is that you have ways of assimilating these different points of information or different inputs that no one else in the world has totally you 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 will combine them you can combine them in a way that nobody else can and so that imitation is a is often the um, the on ramp to recognizing your creative capacities to assimilate these different uh, uh, inspirations. Yeah. So what what may indeed you know and and there's a lot of I think where we where it gets a little bit yicky is that there's there's copycats at such scale. And they stop. They're not looking for an on-ramp to creativity. They're looking for a shortcut to 
success. Totally. And, and that's where I think we see so much of it. Then we think, ah, oh, that's kind of gross, but lost in that, um, that copycat world are some people that are emerging and will continue to emerge as real innovators, yeah. even though they may have started, you know, we could, we could say they started as a copycat, but they started out really with that imitation for the purpose of, of, of ultimate, ultimately innovating. So yeah. imitation can breed and often is the only way we can breed innovation because, you know, coming up with this whole new idea that no one ever has thought of, you know, that's just a, that's a real high bar to set for ourselves well, to get started. A right? lot of people would argue it's impossible. Uh, exactly. So, um, um, but I think you mentioned Yiki and I think that that's how a lot of people feel about self-improvement and kind of, uh, life hacking, um, type of content. And I think that that's really the reason that people feel that way is that they go into these self-help books, they go into these motivational uh, YouTube videos, and they walk away from it feeling like they have to imitate that person's lifestyle to get the same results. Yeah. And not only does imitation not yield the same results for every person, but also it's just unlikely that that's going to be satisfying for you because you have this confluence, this, this congregation of, um, of inspiration that you can draw from. And if you're picking just one person to listen to, it's going to feel a little bit discordant. If, if you have one person singing a solo, discordant, (laughs) that's a good word. Yeah. It, it, it it probably just won't feel like it fits. And, And again, I would argue that a big part of that is this idea that we're looking for a shortcut to success, meaning this hack will solve these, these problems, you know, this problem. But so often that problem is, it's just a symptom, you know? And, and so even if it's solved, it oftentimes won't create the happiness or the fulfillment that we, that we expected because we're, we're trying to treat a, you know, a symptom. It's, the, the analogy of, of taking a, a cough drop for strep throat. You know, it might make your throat feel a little bit better initially, but it's not going to get rid of the bacteria that is causing the, you know, the underlying problem. I think that oftentimes we, we start that imitation process thinking, ah, this is, the, this is the, the shortcut, this is the fast track to what I want, um, as opposed to saying, no, this is you know, one of the pieces of information that I can use to find my own way to find what really is going to, you know, to, to work for me and give me what I'm really looking for. You know, we're, we're, we're all just individuals. And so yeah. the expectation that I guess two, two sides of the same coin, the expectation that someone else's answer will be the same for us is, is going to lead to disappointment at the same time, not recognizing our ability to leverage or to take that answer that someone else has come up with and build on it and other ideas that we're getting to really find some of those answers for ourselves we we sell ourselves short yeah and we're pretty incredible yeah that was actually the point i was just about to make because that's his third step is to start creating and i think that that's really where the rubber meets the road especially in building kind of a life building our 20 percent life um or a franken life as we're Mm -hmm. calling it is uh 
we just need to start finding ideas that resonate with us right and then putting them to the test and not only putting them into the into the test sort of in an isolated way yeah which sometimes we need to do just so we can see if it works for us or not but also figuring out ways that they intersect with some of these other things that resonate with us we find that sort of assimilation is the best word i can come up with saying but the the but the franken life we we figure out ways we can stitch them together yeah to really make this beautiful creation of our own our own life including all the innovations that will emerge from it when we're when we're stitching together those things that 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 resonate with us that that move us that we feel like hey yeah that that makes sense to me that that enlivens me or makes me feel empowered you know makes me want to seize the day so when you find those things find how they fit with other things that do the same and you're going to start really innovating even at a personal level innovating for yourself and really um fun and important and um and exciting ways yeah i think that 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 innovation that building your franken life stealing like an artist and building like an engineer um it it goes a long ways towards making huge impacts in your life there's uh one example that i have just off of off of hand is i've been taking cold showers now for the last six months Uh and i started out i watched a matt diavella video and um i'll put the audio in he talks about the different ways of taking cold showers there are three ways to take a cold shower one you can start with a hot shower and then ease into a cold shower at the end this is the coward's way two you can start by placing your head in the cold water working to your face and then eventually the rest of your body. This is also the coward's way. Three, you can charge in like a madman heading into battle. And he talks about it from the standpoint of the flinch uh-huh. and trying to overcome this propensity to resist the uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable yeah. things. Um, when I started, I really wanted it more for the health benefits of of a cold shower. Yeah. And so I don't need to. You're not trying to overcome the flinch. Yeah. You're okay so with the flinch. It kind of <laughs> kind of cuts both ways. But now, as I've gotten further and further, not only do I like the health benefits, but I've started just doing cold showers uh-huh. to overcome the flinch. So kind of building that habit has really allowed me to, and not saying Matt Diavella knows he's the only one who has any expertise, but taking from different sources and building that habit to what I want it to be for my life has really been a very valuable thing. And now I can't say I love cold showers, but they are a great part of my day. Well, and, and I think that what we have to realize is that life has to be dynamic. You know, so this, you know, so often it's, we, we try to frame things like the cold shower. Are you doing the, the wimpy way? Or are you doing the manly, uh, you yeah. know, approach to cold showers? We, we frame them up often as a yes, no question, as opposed to the idea that the health benefit. That's where I'm starting because that's what is meaningful now. But there's, uh, but but it ends up being dynamic, so that 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 flinch aversion or trying to overcome the flinch, that at some point of your life it, it may become important to you. You know, so I mean, just recognizing as we're stitching these different things together that life is intended to change. We'll change. We kind of yeah. continue to to move, and and what will what resonated with us or what was really important to us and moved us last month may not be what is moving us 
a year from now. And, and that's okay. You know, we can figure out ways that we can, um, uh, can continue to enliven ourselves, continue to find that 20%. If we're still in like a, an artist, if we're, if we're trying to find those things that are inspiring us now and moving us in directions that we really, you know, that we really like and that, that are providing us what we're looking for. Yeah. And he kind of closes the book with share your work. So go out and tell people about your work. And this is in terms of art, but I think it also works for our lives where when we share these things, we shouldn't be evangelical about things that are working for us, but we also shouldn't hold them close to the chest. There's kind of a balance to be struck there. And, And I think also having some, you know, some authenticity, you know, is it, uh, is it, something that we're doing in order to um, to make somebody else feel worse about themselves and or to make them think that we're really great? Or are we sharing something that was inspired, that is the product of inspiration for us, you know, really with some hope that it similarly, you know, inspires someone else. So, I mean, social media, rightly so, gets a pretty bad rap for, you know, people framing up their breakfast just right and, you know, waking up in the morning all, you know, made up and looking perfect. And, and you know, there, there's probably some dishonesty in, in terms of, uh, of what they're trying to accomplish there. I mean, yeah. if push comes to shove and, and, I mean, not judging anyone's intent or anything, but, but it's, it's it's very different than saying you know than than sharing something that is that is a movement forward for you that yeah. is the you know kind of again the stitched together moment or or period or action of of inspiration that's meaningful for you well that that ought to be shared you know yeah. i mean that's what the great art through history are these is is capturing these moments of you know, of inspiration of lightning, you know, we, we talked about Beethoven yeah. a while back and I'm, I'm so grateful that he and people like that shared those, the, those moments of inspiration. Now I'm not writing the next, you know, ninth symphony, you totally. know, Beethoven's ninth, but there, there are some things that, that have moved me that, I believe would be helpful for some other people, you know, would yeah. be inspiring. It might be entertaining or whatever it might be. And, and I, I shouldn't be bashful about sharing that. You know, I don't have to create the Mona Lisa yeah. to have my art be of some value, but I mean, don't worry. I'm not putting any art out <laughs> there, but uh, uh, I, I, I do have things to contribute. You have things to contribute. We all have things to contribute if they are, you know, authentic and yeah, I think the, the authentic is the huge key. I think uh, a great example is Marie Kondo, uh, the tidying up, um, guru. sparks joy <laughs> guru. Yeah. Um, her big thing was like decluttering, keeping everything clean and organized. She, she made a lot of money in a business where that's all she did. And then just earlier this year, she had some kids and she said, publicly i've eased up on myself a lot it's tough to do what i did Uh with kids yeah and i think that that is so humble but also so authentic yeah in that there's still an aspiration i don't think because she has kids now she's abandoned organization altogether but that dynamic lifestyle of 
okay, this worked when I didn't have kids. Now a new stage of my life has, has come in. I need to adjust some things and still believe strongly that a lot of the principles I've practiced work. Yeah. But maybe not as militant as I have historically been. Yeah. And I think that, again, kind of that idea of stitching together and some of it changes over time what we're trying to stitch together. Um, but but finding a balance. I mean, you can still have the ideal that everything, you know, in her case, yeah. everything goes in its place and a place for everything. And every it all looks that that may remain an ideal. But the cost of it, you know, now is, is totally. too high. And to be able to find the inspiration and to have in her case to be authentic about expressing it, but to find these different inspirations where, you know, she's hearing from other people enjoy. I'm you know, I'm projecting out here, but, uh, enjoy your kids. I mean, th- this yeah. is a beautiful time of life when you've got little kids and, uh, and, and it really was such a fun time of life. Be inspired by that. Yeah. Let that be an inspiration. And we all have those different things in our life that if we put them together in the right way, do the same thing that the, the output of the equation, it may not always be evident when we start putting those pieces of the equation together, but, if we're mindful, if, if we approach it authentically, authentically, if we, you know, really are trying to still like an artist from all of these different potential sources of, of inspiration of, and of information, we can, we can really put together a, a, a cool Frankenstein. We can put together a, a cool Franken life. You know, we can put together something that really works um, well for us and is receptive to extend the Frankenstein metaphor a little further, you know, is receptive to the, to the lightning that will really enliven us and, and allow us to do, um, some amazing things and, and really have an amazingly fulfilling and happy life. Yeah, it, it is. It's one of those books that I think about all the time now, as we've gone into podcasting and our different businesses really learning how to take inspiration from others and meld it into both my personal life as well as my professional life and relationships, all of those things. There's just so much great information out there and taking it and being critical and scientific about implementation, Mm -hmm. but really just enjoying how diverse and um, how broad and colorful life can be if we don't claim to if we don't get dogmatic about yeah. the way we live our life. Yeah, you know they 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 say that the dangerous three C's are complaining, comparing, and competing. You know, and I think that it is something that is so easy to get sort of fixated in one or more yeah. of those things. This idea of creating is yeah. really the you know it's a it's an important antidote to the complaining and, and competing and comparing, yeah. you know, cesspool <laughs> or, uh, you know, the, the, what, the, how that undermines our ability to move forward. If we recognize that we have an ability to stitch again, stitch together these different things and, and create something that is unique to us, something that the world has never seen before. Each of our lives is something that the world has never seen before. And, Sure, you can spend your time complaining that things haven't worked out the way you wanted or or, or comparing to somebody else or or competing with you know this this your your rival uh, sure and and we we all fall into those trappings at, at some point, but this notion that no i'm I'm on a path of creation, 
yeah. you know, and and I'm I'm going to still like an artist from these different sources of inspiration for me that really move me forward for the purpose of creating this thing that the world has never seen before. This this me, yeah, and that's cool. Regardless of you know, I hope everyone else creates amazing them's, you yeah. know, but. That idea of, 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 of being a creator in whatever form that takes for each of us. Wow, that's, that's I mean, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, there's no question. It's, it's a powerful principle. It is, in, it is indeed. So with the launch of The Franken Life, we're going to do a little bit of a promotion. Anyone who leaves a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and is subscribed to the podcast um, will be entered into a drawing to receive a new Franken Life t-shirt. Um, it's custom designed. We'll get it out to you. Um, we, we love this idea of building our Franken life. So we wanted to get that out there that, and help this grow that the idea of taking from others and melding it into your own life is really the way to a powerful, fulfilling life. That's great. And we love the idea of, again, just stitching together these different points of, of inspiration that we all feel, doing that really on purpose, intentionally. We, we can create something that is is really important to us and really moves us forward, and that is awesome. Yeah, so thanks for listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the next one.